Hi, you guys, and welcome to A Daily Dose of Deja. On tonight's episode, we are going to talk about relationships. So many times, there's the big question, why aren't relationships lasting nowadays? And, you know, everybody have a perspective or, you know, a response to, you know, there's no communication, there's no trust, there's no, um, there's nothing, like no substance to no relationship nowadays. And this is not for all relationships, by all means, I am just having a general conversation tonight. So, yes, there is no substance to a lot of relationship. There is no foundation. There's no goals. Like, a lot of times when I look at, when I try to think of things now, I try to figure out, you know, how was this exemplified for me? With that being said, you know, a lot of people, it's like, what type of relationship did you see growing up? What type of relationship was you around? Was your parent, was your mother a single mother? Was she married? Like all of those things play a factor into a lot of relationships that are going on today. And I don't think people realize that. So for instance, um, substance foundation, what is the foundation of relationship nowadays? A lot of times people say, you know, oh, you know, I want trust. I want loyalty. I want to be able to communicate. I want to be able to feel free and vulnerable. Like they all, they want all these things, but yet they don't possess any of those things. A lot of people don't trust themselves. They don't communicate with themselves. They don't have loyalty to themselves. Um, There's nothing. So it's like, how can you expect to trust someone when you don't trust yourself? How do you expect to want communication in a relationship when you don't even know how to communicate? Like, what is communication? How are we taught communication? Um, and it starts when we were younger. You know, as a kid, you have the um you have the basis between the ages of three. When, you know, some some start communicating early, but especially at the age of two to three, three ish, like that three to six age group right there. That's where the bulk of vocabulary is being built. That's where the communication begins. So you having these conversations with your mom, with your dad. And that's the ground. That's 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 where your communication starts at. So depending on how communication goes amongst those two individuals, you know, your mom and your dad, you know, there goes your foundation to how your communication is going to play out when you become an adult. So with that being said, how was your communication skills throughout your childhood with your parents. Like a lot of times people get upset because they was like, oh, you know, everybody say, you know, it starts at home. It starts at home. It does start at home. It really do. And I think one of the things like I thought about today is we, a lot of the middle age adults today, 
I don't believe we had full day pre-K when I was younger. Like, I feel like I started school when I started in kindergarten and I had to be like five or six years old. Actually, I probably was six because I graduated when I was 18. So I, um, I started kindergarten when I was six years old. So for six years, I was at home with my mom for six years. You know, my grandmother watched us a few times sporadically, I remember. But the bulk of my time spent before school, I was at home. So, you know, a lot of a lot of my foundation was things my mom taught me, things she taught me directly and indirectly. And a lot of times parents don't realize what they teach their kids, whether it's directly or indirectly. And, you know, that plays a part in communication, that plays a part in that trust, that plays a part in that loyalty. Like our foundation is starting to, is being created as a child. And it's like, we don't just wake up as an adult, like, oh, I'm an adult. I want to be in a relationship. I want this. I want that. Like, no, It, it starts from somewhere. And I feel like it starts from when we were kids. And a lot of times when we were kids, we didn't get that grounded communication as kids. Like a lot of, you know, in the community, it was the, in the black community, it was always the, you know, children should be seen and never heard, stay out of. The biggest thing that I think about is the one saying, um, our parents used to tell us when we were, oh, kids need to stay out of adults' mouths or something. So they'll make the kids like go away. And I get it to an extent. So yes, kids should not be in front of conversations as far as, you know, adult things, that sexual things, they shouldn't be here, the vulgar language, it's like conversations that surround that kind of talk. Yes. But when it comes to like struggling and life decisions, like I speak to my kids about that stuff because guess what? They're going to come, they're going to become adults one day and they might do struggle. I hope they don't struggle because I'm hoping that I'm providing with them a solid foundation for them to be able to be like, you know what? Mom used to talk to me about this when we were younger. Or mom used to always say this when times got hard. Like, I want my kids to be able to say that. I don't, I can't say that. My mom did not do that with us. Like, we didn't get that. And I don't think a lot of middle-aged adults got that when they were younger. It was always, you know, stay out, stay out of a, an adult's mouth. So, like, when conversations was going on and happening... We ain't hear about it. So we ain't hear about it. If we didn't hear about it, we don't know how to deal with it. We weren't know. So it's like now that we're adults and then let's not talk about how we just get kicked out of the house at 18 and thrown into society without a basic foundation of how to really maneuver. Because all of the conversations that child was struggling with, that the parents, you know, was struggling with and learning that day time, they were afraid to teach it to us. So now we're adults. And guess what? The same conversations our parents was kicking out of, kicking us out of, we are literally having them with ourselves probably now. So that's why, like, when it comes to communication, I speak to my kids heavily about a lot of things. 
And I always try to put it in a perspective so that they understand at their age level. But I want them to be, I, I talk to my kids about their feelings, about their emotions. I let them know that it's okay for them to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated, but this is how we deal with frustration. This is how we deal with this. And I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now so that this is building our relationship. And I feel like that's one of the most important things when it comes to relationships is your foundation of relationships. A lot of us, a lot of middle age adults don't have that relationship with their parents. Like that's our first relationship. That's the first example of a relationship that we have as children. The relationship with your parent. That's the first. And within that relationship, you know, trust is developed. Communication is developed. Um, a love between a child and a parent is developed. And a lot of times when that stuff is developed, you know, self-esteem is created there. Um, self-awareness can be grown from there. Like there, it's like the circle of life. There are so many things that is involved. And I think that that right there, I feel like plays a huge part with, you know, relationships failing nowadays is what is that? What are, where's our foundation at? Cause in my head, I feel like if I'm creating a relationship with my children now, here I am laying the foundation. You know, my children are between the age. I have three kids. My children, my son actually turns three. Then my baby boy turns three today. So I have a three-year-old, I have a five-year-old and I have a nine-year-old. So I've literally been laying the foundation to our relationship since these kids been born. Not so much with my oldest because I had to learn a lot. I did a lot of, I fell a lot when it came to him trial and error. You know, as a mom, we we say, you know, oh, we want to do this for our, we're, we'll never be our parents because we don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. But consciously we say that subconsciously we actually become our parents without even thinking twice so i literally had to um i had i had to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of things so with my oldest son for maybe like the last 5 years i had to do a complete 180 when it came to me and him just because of the things i was teaching him indirectly that i did not realize at first but I say that to say this, like I'm laying the foundation for me and my kids relationship now, as far as our communication, like, you know, I spend one-on-one -on -one time with the kids. I spend group time with the kids, especially like my daughter loves mommy and me days. Like I teach my sons about respecting a woman. Me and my oldest son talk about a lot of stuff under the sun. Not so much the three-year-old, but you know, I'm getting there with him. He just, he just turned three. We I'm still trying to understand the language he speaks. You know, we, we working on that one, but I'm building the foundation for them now so that when they become this teenager, I've already laid a foundation with them. Now I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Not at all. Like I, I legit apologize to my kids about things. I ask my kids, do I upset them? What what do I do to make them mad? 
And I let them speak freely about it because I know I'm not perfect. I know I probably say and do things that upset them and that hurt their feelings. So I want to thus take accountability for the things that I do with them. And I do that because, you know, I didn't have that growing up. I didn't get that as a child. And I feel like, you know, not even I feel like I know a lot of my issues that I had came from resentment of me not being able to actually voice things. Like when I did voice things, you know, I was the disrespectful child. I was that, you know, and that bothers me because I don't feel like my kids are being disrespectful when they respond to my behavior. We're human. We're human. Like there's no way an adult can do something to you and you're not going to respond to that behavior. It's just not. If an adult come up to you and yell at you, you're going to, who the hell is you talking? Like you're just going to respond to it. And it's normal. And as an, as a child versus no, and as a child versus an adult, No, if I yell at my kids, I don't expect for my kids to look at me sideways and be like, who the heck she talking to? But it's like when I do tell my kids, like, I I don't just start yelling off rip like, hey, so and so, let's do this. Let's get this. Like, I've said it about 100 times before I start yelling. And I feel like I don't know what it is about yelling, but I don't I feel like kids just don't hear you until you start yelling. But I even talked to my kids like, listen, I've tried doing this 20 times before getting up here with y'all. I need y'all to now understand. But they're kids. Kids will be kids. But, I, you know, I still have these conversations. I'm still working things out because I know what I'm doing now is going is molding them for now when they become those teenagers when they begin, when they, even they pre-teenage years, when they get between, you know, KJ's almost there to age, between 10 and 15, like I'm setting the tone now. So when they get there, you know, we got a foundation in our relationship already. So it's like, okay, now it's going to shift a little bit because no longer do you need the mommy that's holding your hand. Now you got the mommy who is still nearby, but now you're making your decisions. Now you're becoming aware of your voice and yourself and knowing that you are entitled. You can't speak about, you can't, not entitled, but you know that you have a right. You can speak up about stuff. You know what, you, you know the things you like, you know how you want to get your hair done, you know how you want to get dressed. Like you are starting to make these decisions now. And your parents are still there. Like we ain't leave you. But now we don't have to do it anymore for you because now you've developed that you've developed in that area now. But, you know, you still got your parents behind you. And then, you know, they become the teenagers and even it shifts a little more. Now you still got the parent there. But it's like now the parent is there for when the child is ready to come to the parent. Now the parent don't got to hover, hover over the teenager. But it's like because they started, it's like, you know what, I, this is how I started off with you. So I trust. They go to trust again with that relationship. I trust that you're going to make the right choice. I know you still might make the wrong choice because, you know, you're human. 
People make the wrong. But the thing is, when they do make the wrong choice, because of that trust is there, because of that respect is there, I believe that the child will be able to come to the parent and be like, hey, I made a mistake. I did X, Y, and Z. I know I should have did this, but this is my mistake and I need help. And I feel like that's how relationships start off. So if you start off a relationship with your parents in that manner, when you go to have a relationship with a partner, you have that foundation. You're going to be like, okay, this is how my relationship went with my mom or my dad. This is how they interact with me. So now this is the, in order for me to, I want to trust the way my mom trusted me and I trust her. I want that same trust. You got a foundation right there. The way me and my mom communicate and I feel like I can open up to her without her judging me or without her looking down on me. I want that in our relationship. Like there's a foundation now. And there's a foundation now because the parents have set the tone. But I don't feel like we have that nowadays. I don't feel like, you know, our parents set that tone for our relationships. So you got relationships that that's on roller coasters. You know, it's the up and down. And I feel like they're only on roller coasters because people are trying to figure it out. There is no book to life. So we're all trying to figure it out right now. And it's hard. It is. It's hella hard. I salute every king and queen out there who is literally trying to figure it out. But in order to figure it out, you got to become honest with yourself. You have to literally dig deep within and be like, you know what? What is it that I want? What is it that I need? And we got to give it to ourselves because if you don't give it to yourself first, there's no way you're going to be able to give it to somebody else. At least that's my thought process. If I don't trust myself, how would I know how to trust someone else? If I don't love myself, how would I be able to know how to love someone else? Or even how to learn how to love someone else. How do I teach someone how to love me? If I don't even know how to love me. How do I teach someone how to love me? How? That, that individual is going to love me the best way they know how. And if it's not the way that... If I don't have a standard of love for myself, a lot of times that's where a lot of the issues come from. Because it's like, oh, I don't feel like you love me. And it's like, well, I do love you. But I don't feel that way. And it's like, you don't feel that way because you don't even know what type of love you want. And there go another issue with why relationships is not lasting nowadays. People don't know what they want. People don't know who they are. You know, so many times we get stuck in these relationships and in these relationships we got you know, you're the girlfriend, you're the wife, you're the mother, you're the doctor, you're the nurse, you're the friend. You're the, like there is so many titles we hold on to. But if we literally wiped 
all those labels away and we stood there bare naked as an individual. A lot of us don't, we don't know who we are outside of those roles, outside of the roles we pick up in our relationships. And because we don't know who we are, like we don't bring any, any like end of, we don't bring any like self thought into those titles. It's like, oh, I'm a mom, so I have to do this. Oh, I'm a girlfriend, so I have to do this. Like, I have to do this. I have to do this. But when you begin to get in touch with yourself, I don't have to do this as a mom. I get to do this now. Because now here it is. I get to flourish within my motherhood. I get to flourish within being a girlfriend. I get to flourish within being a wife. Because now I'm bringing my original originality into this situation. I'm not just doing it because I have to do it. No, I'm doing it because this is where I get to shine at now. This is where this is where I get to be myself. I get to be myself. I get to be who it is that I have created myself to be. And it's like, and it's, and I, um, this is for any males who choose to listen to this podcast. I'm speak. I am a woman. I'm a female, but in same, in the same breath, this is for y'all too. Like you guys need to know as a man who you are and you know, it will be another podcast in regards to this. So I'm not going to go deep into it. But there's a lot of men who is hurt because of things that happened in their childhood, because their mom was acting within her masculinity role. So they didn't get that nurturing mother. They got that mother who was teaching tough love when she should have been nurturing them. So now they become grown men who now is seeking for that nurturing, that nurturing woman And it's hard for us to be that nurturing woman until we find out who we are. And, you know, I can I can even speak for myself. I literally, you know, I'm a single mom. So, you know, I I operated a lot within my masculinity. I really did. I really I really did. I, I have to be honest. If I have to be honest with you guys, I have to be honest with myself. I did. So I understand you know, you, you literally, you become, you know, I'm a mom and I'm not just one mom. Like I'm a mom to three different kids. I have two boys and one girl. So I'm a, the mom that I am to my nine-year-old. I am not to my five-year-old daughter. And I'm not that same mom to my three-year-old son. And I've literally, and I still struggle with it, but I'm literally having you know, to teach myself that balance of, you know, when to act within my masculinity and when to act within my femininity. And a lot of and I and I do that because I don't want my sons to struggle as a man that I didn't get that nurturing mother. So now this is what I want in a female. But then they're not providing that security or that trust so that she can be that nurturing woman to him and act within her femininity. Like, it's all about learning. It's all about building 
substance and a foundation. I've, I, I, it, it really is. And, but that's going to be for another podcast. But to the men who decide to listen to this podcast, like you guys play a huge role in the relationship as well. And the same way we as females and women, we have to literally dig deep. Like men, you guys have to dig deep. And I, I, and I apologize to every man who was not taught that they are human, who was not taught that it is okay to have emotions and it is okay to express, because you got emotions. And I feel like it's easier, you know, you don't get, society don't get upset at men when they show those negative emotions because they feel like they just being a man. Oh, he's being hard. Men is hard. They're, they yell. They're tough. They're this. They're that. They're angry. They're mad. No, 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 no. It is okay to be happy. But in order for you to be happy, you got to know what makes you happy. It, it is not okay to always operate within those negative emotions. It's not, but you got to dig deep. You got to dig deep and you got to be able to figure out who you are as a man. And a lot of times you got to go back to your childhood and you got to apologize to that broken little boy in you. And you got to tell yourself, you know what? I didn't deserve this, but this is what I deserve. So because this is what I deserve, guess what? I'm going to get, I'm going to give it to myself so that when I do get into a relationship, I can then teach my woman, this is what I require. Because you guys have standard the same way society expects for women to have standard. Men need to have standards too. And if men don't have standards in a relationship, it's going to come a point where it might be the straw that breaks the camel's back with them. And then they're, they're gone. And it's like they can't take it anymore because then they feel like, you know, they're not being heard. There is no communication. There is no trust. There is no loyalty. There's nothing for them. So it's like we have to take a step back as an individual, men and women. We have to figure out what it is that we require as an individual, what it is that we want as an individual. So that now, once we know what it is we want, now you give it to yourself. Whichever you give it to yourself, whatever it is that you require of self, you must give it to yourself because that's the only way you're going to teach your partner how to give it to you. And men, you got to do the same thing. You have to figure out what it is that you require. You guys need to have standards, too. Because you, you, you want a woman that's going to listen to you. And they're not just going to, they're going to allow you to speak and be heard. You guys have a voice. And I get, you know, a lot of men feel like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need a voice. I don't need this. I'm good. I'm that. You're a human. I'm sorry. You're not a robot. That's just how I feel. Men are not robot at the end of the day. Men have emotions just like females. They do. And at the end of the day, men need to be heard just as well as females need to be heard. 
Because if not, they stress. Men stress. Especially black men, they stress. And they stress on a whole nother level. But if we don't understand that as women, if we, we would never be able to cater to that stress they deal with. We won't be able to have those conversations that they need to feel like, okay, you know what? I really do feel like this is my partner. I really do feel like, you know, there's a balance here. But it starts when we're young. You know, you just don't wake up one day and be like, yay, I'm going to jump into a relationship. No, the definition of what a relationship is to you from when you're a child It carries on until you become an adult, until that light bulb goes off in your head and be like, you know what, this not the definition of a relationship that I want anymore. So then you begin to change. So then you begin to do things differently so that you get a different outcome, because we all know insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. So now that you realize, you know what, the definition of love that I was given as a child, that's not the definition I wanted to be anymore. So you change it now. The definition of a relationship that you formed from when you was a child, that's not how I want my relationships to be anymore. So you change it. It's all about change and it's all about becoming better. And I feel like that's why a lot of relationships are not lasting. Because the basis of relationships that we got as a child is the same basis of relationships that we are jumping into these unions with other people with. And they're crumbling because guess what? A lot of us was crumbling as kids because we didn't have that relationship with our parents. A lot of us struggled with a lot of things because we didn't have that relationship with our parents. And because we struggled as a child, now here we are as an adult still struggling until that light goes off in your head. And it's like, I no longer want to struggle anymore. I want better. I want I know what it is that I want now. And as long as you figure out what it is that you want, what it is you need and what it is that you require and you begin to give it to yourself, then and only then you will be able to teach someone in a relationship, your partner within your relationship, what it is that you require. But you got to know it first. Because then you can then you can build on something. Now your relationship can grow into something more, something beautiful, something beyond an individual. Because now it's two. You got two people who know what they want, who know what they require and who is able to give them what they require. And now they are teaching each other the same thing. So now the more you teach someone your, what you require and the more they begin to do it for you, you begin to blossom. You begin to glow in a different way. Like It's like your inner soul begins to smile and it begins to be free 
no longer ashamed about nothing, no longer shackled by, behind anger and hurt and pain, because now you're, be, you're able to communicate all of that stuff in a comfortable way. You're able to become vulnerable and know that, you know, I still feel safe at the same time. I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And that's where those relationships flourish. They just rock it off, blast off. And you begin to just feel free. So that's why relationships are not lasting. Because there is no balance. There is no substance. There is no trust. There is no loyalty. There is no love. There's no self-love. Nobody know what love is to them as an individual. Because they, a lot of us don't love on ourselves before we try loving on someone else. So that's my daily dose of Deja for today. Hopefully you guys are able to see things differently. If not, if you got a topic or something that you want to hear a perspective of, or maybe even if you want to come on and join, you know, hit me up, let me know, send me a message, whatever it is you want to do. Let me know. I'm willing to do it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoy it. Peace, love, and happiness to everyone. Take care.